y'all. Welcome back to Feed Me Your Construction Content. I'm Carolyn McMahon. And I'm Joshua McMahon. Tonight, we're going to put some fun and dysfunctional, as usual. (laughs) Hope so. The uh, Friday before Christmas. Hope everybody is getting ready, preparing for Santa Claus and elves. So what are we going to talk about this week, Carolyn? We are going to talk about builder readiness, kind of a segue into what we were talking about in previous shows. Apparently, uh, some conversation that we had resonated with uh, one of our fellow loyal listeners, Tennessee Electrician, and uh, hope to drop a soundbite in just explaining some of his woes in the construction business, um, which probably are similar to lots of other trades. Yeah, absolutely. So Cameron, Tennessee Electrician, called me immediately after listening to that podcast, said, That thing had him fired up and then just started building on what we were talking about. And it just made us realize that there's more content to be had in that discussion. This episode is all about Tennessee Electrician speaking a little bit about what he's dealing with on his side. What we can do as builders to be better. How do we eliminate dry runs? How do we get better communication? And most importantly, better scheduling. With that, let's kick off the show. Oh, I love that. I love that. So now we're going to drop some audio from Cameron. He's got some uh, insight into what he sees on a daily, which I think resonates with a lot of fellow trades. Yeah. Well, I was listening to your podcast. When I finished listening to it, I went and told my two or three other coworkers about it. I'm like, yeah, I just listened to this podcast talking about you know scheduling subcontractors. And yeah, I'm sick of this stuff, man. It needs a change, man. We need, we need like reform around here. <laughs> and because uh, that's like kind of been my life, like... <laughs> like all those subcontractors there. And I- I've seen some fights almost happen because of stuff like that. <laughs> so wow, really? every, 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 yeah, everybody getting in each other's way and people getting frustrated because, you know, everyone thinks that their job is the most important out of everybody. How, how often do you guys deal with dry runs? Like coming to a job that's not ready for you on a regular basis. So that happens a lot on the trim outs or finals. That's where it mostly happens. So the builders will tell us that all the light fixtures are there and they never are ever. I've never been to a house where every single fixture was there. Never in two years. So we get over there and of course, not all of them are there, maybe like half at best. And they're pressing us because they need to close. I'm like, you don't even have all your lights. Oh, can you make us a list? Can you make us a list of all the lights we're missing? I do understand that building's hard and I don't understand a lot of what our builders go through. I just see it from my perspective. But I can just say the least, like don't schedule all your subs at one time. And then on top of that, call us when you're ready. That's the main thing. Like there's no excuse for that. I understand like a lot of trades, people can tell you they're going to be there tomorrow and they don't show up for another week. And sometimes that part is out of your control as a builder. If you don't call us over there until you're actually ready, because you know what happens, Josh, we end up making like 40 trips over there. Hey, can you come uh, install this real quick? But we don't, we still don't have this thing. And then we go back there and they're like, okay, we're ready for this, but they actually want to change this. I'm just like, we end up making so many trips over there. All right. That was deep, right? It's deep, but it's, it's funny because I, I think it's so repairable maybe. Well, I, I thought the, the coolest thing that he said was, we need builder reform. Builder reform. Hashtag builder reform. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's good. Write it down. I, and I did. He spoke on the fact that there's seven to eight vans in a, in the parking lot with multiple trades inside a house on their, when they're doing their trim outs. He's seen where fights nearly break out on the job. I've seen that as well. I vividly remember the painter and the 
blind installer almost getting into a fight over leaning blinds against the wall. <laughs> but it's it's funny because you know you you need to get a job done, right? And you're all jammed in there. It's it's high tension. You don't want to go back, right? So you're trying to make it work an imperfectly situation, and it just sucks uh, for everybody. And uh, you know the builder's not there typically. He doesn't feel the tension. He's trying to get it done. And, uh, you know, I feel for everybody, you know, who's is stuck in that position. I mean, I have been, you've been in several times and, you know, you know, you're the builder now. So knock it off. Well, it begs the question, what is it about crunch time? The last, I'm going to even say the last 14 days of a build that we have to crash the schedule. It's like the previous five and a half months, four and a half months, everything was great. There's always tomorrow. <laughs> right, Barry? <laughs> but in those last three weeks, all of a sudden, somebody woke up and said, oh, shit, we're, we're out of time. We got to crash this schedule. Get everybody in this house and do it. Quality suffers. Customer satisfaction suffers. Everybody's pissed. And it's a miserable experience. What do we do to reform that? And and I and I want to start this by saying this is not a builder bash, right? That's Oh, builder bashes are fun. I know it's the best time of the year. Yeah. <laughs> H bar, builder bash, good times. But this is about recognizing one, we've been overwhelmed for the last two years. Grossly overwhelmed. Project managers that are out in the field building homes, instead of carrying ten or twelve homes, some of these guys are carrying twenty five to thirty five homes. How the heck do you manage that? So here's here's a, a couple ideas. Because you're overwhelmed, you're not able to walk every home every day. You're probably not able to update every schedule every day. So how do you manage, let's just say 30 homes, high side of building homes at one time. How do you manage 30 homes at one time? Here's just an idea that I have that I've put out to people. Create an A day and a B day. And I know what you're saying. What the heck does that mean? What it means is you can't possibly manage 30 homes at one time, but you can manage 15. Maybe with a little bit of a struggle, you can manage 15. So if your goal on Monday was an A day, you walk homes 1 through 15. While you're walking those homes, you update your schedule. If you're using scheduling software, you're updating your schedule uh, in your software at the same time, making your notes, and you power walk all 15 homes. Then you go spend two to three hours really fine-tuning that schedule, and we'll get into that in a second. On your B day, which would be Tuesday in this case, go walk home 16 through 30 and do the exact same thing. And if somebody's asking questions about A day homes on a B day, you've, you've got to kind of brush them off a little bit because you have to focus on the homes that are on your deck for the day, right? We talk about trade of the day, job readiness, those things. It's no different. You have to own your day. You have to own what you're trying to accomplish. And if you don't, you create eight trades in one house at one time. What do you think, Carolyn? Have you ever experienced when you were on the trade side a house where you were slammed in there with the painter, the trim carpenter, the flooring guy, the granite person? Uh, you know, not typically with with the cabinet side, but you know, certainly I think uh, trim trim is a big one for for cabinet people. Um, and then you know, in the punch phase, seems like we're in there, you know, with everybody, and you know, we're not. Uh, in the cabinet business, we weren't unique in that, you know, for any stretch of the imagination, but it just was tough because if you're trying to do a job. Oh, if you're trying to do a job when the cleaner is there, <laughs> you're like, what? 
you know, you're going to make a mess and then uh, you piss off the cleaners. Yeah, well, you definitely, even on the punch phase, you you had other trades and, and they're on top of you, which, you know, you guys are doing some fine tuning on those cabinets and you, you need your time. You need your focus. So having somebody on top of you in that phase is definitely difficult. And I can only imagine as an electrician, the stuff that they're doing, you're playing with electricity and then you've got people on top of you. I mean, I know it's 110 and it, it just bites a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> joking aside, when we're thinking of safety, we should be thinking about these things. So here's here's our thought. We're going into the last week of the year. I know some of you are probably listening to this with your earbuds in because you're grinding and you're punching out your houses to, to get that last closing before the year's out. As you're creating your goals for 2023, your professional goals, I know you're thinking about how many more homes you're going to close next year, how much more money you're going to make next year, what kind of advancement you're going to do, quality scores that you're going to improve, customer survey scores you're going to improve. What if one of our goals was have zero dry runs next year? That's a stretch goal, right? Let's be honest, because there's going to be dry runs as part of the business. As, as hard as we want to work and as, as, as hard as we try, something will always happen that puts you in a position where you have to create a plan B. But you can reduce your dry runs from any number that is currently. You will know what your number is currently if you start tracking it, which is 2023. Let's say we're going to track our dry runs. I want to know what the dry runs were. Ask your trade, what's the cost of a dry run? And then put that dollar amount with that dry run, then you better understand why it's important to eliminate this. Let's eliminate X number of dry runs next year. Let's get it to where our schedule is so dialed in that trades can rely on our scheduling software. Well, so you said software, right? And that's the thing, you know, if companies are going to invest in software, then use the software, right? I mean, you're, you're spending a bunch of money to implement potentially train for the software and then your trades can't trust your schedules. You know, you want to push looking at the schedule and then, you know, you're talking about firming them up, right? You know, it's on the schedule, but then you're making 80 calls to everybody to firm it up. Well, if your schedule was right and your sub base could trust it, then there wouldn't be no 80 calls, right? They know where they're supposed to be. You've got your two week look ahead. You're done. That would be Amazing, right? If we could feel confident that what you said is going to happen, it's going to happen, and we show up and it's ready for us. Let's lean into that just a little bit. I don't know what the percentage of builders that use scheduling software is. Let's just say it's high. Let's say our listeners use scheduling software. How do you get it to where trades trust your schedule? It's not gospel, right? You can't say, there's the scheduling software. Everything's right. It works. Because I'll ask the guys, is your schedule up to date? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. And you go look at it and it's, it's yeah, you might have touched it, but it's not real. How do you get it right? This is why I say focus on a two-week look ahead. What does that mean? Every day you're scheduling your trades. So I'm calling. I need cabinets installed. Carolyn, I need cabinets installed. I'm looking at Wednesday. How many days is it going to take you to do it? Are you able to install on Wednesday? Sure. Great. How many days do you need? I need two. Two full days. Okay, great. So that puts me down for Wednesday, Thursday. Now make that note. Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Carolyn confirmed for cabinet install. Now what do I do? I've written it down. I go into my scheduling software and I dump that into my scheduling software. Wednesday, Thursday. Whatever software you're using, figure out a way that you can make a note or something that it's confirmed and it's locked. And you know you've had a conversation. Put it in your notebook. Right? Still go old school a little bit too. Now, who's after cabinets? Template. We need, a, we need a countertop installed. So what's my next call? Now that I've confirmed with Carolyn Wednesday, Thursday, 
And I'm gonna I'm gonna even go one step further. Carolyn, can I get the template done on Thursday? Sure, if you do it in the afternoon. All right, so afternoon template. So now I'm calling the granite people. Hey guys, I need template Thursday afternoon at the earliest and yes, Friday, Friday morning at the, the latest. latest. <laughs> so now granite people say, Hey, we're booked up, Josh. Thursday's no good. Friday between eight and twelve, we're locked in. Perfect. Now, I'm gonna make that note, but what's my next question? When is it being installed? I'm not interested in when you're starting. I'm interested when you're finishing because the finish date sets up the next trade beyond this trade. Absolutely. Which that's what we're about doing, right? We're about delivering results. So now I put that into my schedule. I keep going down the line for 10 business days, 14 calendar days. Oh, yeah. And you're going to jam something in between template and install. Like, what can you do in the middle of that? I'm going to have trades in there during that time, too. But I'm going to communicate with those trades and lock those days in. My next 10 days are confirmed. My schedule is built. It's locked. Now, I go to tomorrow. What do I do? I make the exact same phone calls or texts or emails. Hey, I'm just double-checking what we discussed. Everything's still good. Any problems? Because every day something changes. Now, I know what you're saying, Josh, we shouldn't have to do this. You don't have to do this long term. This is to build the schedule and build the trust in the trade and your scheduling software. Once they're built in and they know you, right? It might not be the builder like, oh, you know, that builder does a pretty good job. But Josh is nailing his schedule. I don't have to second guess it. If it's in there, it's live. It's right. And they know it's right because they know you've confirmed with the trades before that. And I think that's so critical. And and here's a quote from another trade that we received. Uh, and we're going to keep it anonymous just for obvious reasons. The schedule is the brain of the building process for all trade partners. Without it being monitored and updated daily, it cannot send the correct information to all the trades in order to work together. Much like how the brain sends the information to other parts of the human body to function properly and cohesively, the super, project manager, construction manager, is the heart that keeps the information pumping out of the schedule. Just like the heart sending blood to the brain, they have to work together for the rest of the work cohesively. That's pretty deep. Are you sure that's a sub? That is a sub. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding, folks. (laughs) But how... I mean, when you start thinking about it in that term, that that's one of our trades that's doing the work that makes me money. Everything you ha- we have around us is from that trade performing work on our jobs for our customers. So if this is an individual, and I didn't coach him on this, he's saying the schedule is the lifeline of your, your job and what you're doing. What are we doing all day? And that's why I go back to walk our jobs. I know we're overwhelmed. I'm stressing. I know we're overwhelmed. We can't keep talking about it. We got to set up. How do I get through every home every day and create my schedule and build it out for two weeks and get people's buy-in? So I think when we're doing this and we're communicating and we're not assuming, and that's why we're going through that checks and we're 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 calling and we're confirming and then we're doing it again the next day and the next day and then you'll learn the trades that you can trust. So you don't have to keep doing it, right? But okay. So how long do you think that'll take? You know that that daily. The confirmation, the the reconfirmation. And, you know, I'm assuming that your trades during this time are calling you, right? Because, you know, I used to, you know, hey, are, are you going to be ready? Are you, are you doing these things? I mean, like, what's the, the ratio of, of tradespeople actually confirming a schedule? It's a great question. And I think that's some of the problem today. I think trades are so busy that if you're not calling them, 
then they're okay with it because they got another job to do. <laughs> you think so? I know it. I know it's happening. I've I've taken over a job recently where I'm making those phone calls and I'm not accepting, you know, no answers or or half ass answers. And I'm just another person in the field working with people and I'm just communicating it and I'm I'm setting it up and I'm letting them know wh- what time it is and wh- what's going on. Well, so do you think uh, is two weeks sufficient enough? I mean, you know, what mm. what trade needs more time to mobilize is, you know, will two weeks get it done for most folks scheduling crews? Most, most, most of the time, two weeks is a great, like, if you're talking to people two weeks out, they're like two weeks. Wow. Nobody tells me two weeks out, but there are some trades cabinets that you've got to order many weeks in advance, windows, doors, uh, tresses, floor joists, those things. Right, sure. So that's the, you know, the ordering portion. But as far as, you know, when, you know, the trusses are made, you know, w- w- how much time, right, do they need to to rally to get it to, you know, even for a delivery sake, right? So it's not, you know, the delivery drivers delivering your material, installing your material, you know, things like that. Um, even, you know, stupid as dumpster pickups. It's all critical, and, mm-hmm. and I, I think it all depends. And, and you, you remember earlier in this podcast where I was talking about how much time do you need to do that? When will you be finished with that? I'm not assuming it's one week to install granite. I would love to, for it to be one week, but how can I assume that today with the way things are? Right. You have so many more homes to do that you did before. You don't have enough labor to continually work, right? But I think you you lend a different perspective because you know you, you were the trade. I would say that I don't know, maybe you're an anomaly. You know, as far as you acting as the builder asking how much time it's going to take uh, instead of telling them how much it, you know, well, how much time it's going to take. Yes, I am <laughs> hashtag builder reform. <laughs> I'm taking the stuff I learned when I was a sub, when I got there and I had a dry run and I'm like, "Come on, man." And I had to listen to somebody, come on, man, it's not a big deal. I'm like, dude, how would you know? You're 23 years old. What have you done in this industry? Come on now. When you were 23, you thought that you knew it all. I walked on water. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> and I got roasted by some really good trades. Well, and you know, and you, and you learned your lesson. But, you know, it, it's it's certainly a two-way street for sure. And, right. and And I think like, you know, what we were saying, you know, Really listen to the trade and and be honest and respect the time that they need. You know, heck, can you install cabinets in, you know, a day? Sure. Are they going to be complete? Probably not. Are some things going to be left off and the job's not done? Um, you know, it's like, I, I'll do anything you want me to do and as quickly as you want me to do. But um can't really, you know, vouch for the quality, the end product. And then I'm going to leave my crap. And then it's going to get stolen well, I'll <laughs> or give thrown you a, away. <laughs> I'll give you a prime example of installing cabinets when a job wasn't actually ready. And this was a commercial general contractor building senior living community. So it was kind of like residential, but they were treating it like it was commercial. The job wasn't ready. Things were way out of level, which was creating a problem for my product. I worked for half a day. I told the superintendent, there's a problem. You need to rip out the soffit and fix this for me to continue working. And he said, you just need to make it work. 
I said, that would imply, that would mean I'm installing the wall cabinets out of level. And he said, well, you know, they're senior citizens. And I took the cabinets off the wall. I put them on the ground. I called the salesperson to find somebody else. And I, I think builders and GCs are going to put you in those positions, but it's us, up to us to still take pride in the work that we're doing and want to deliver a quality product because when the market shifts and it's not, you know, whoever has a pulse and has tools to do work is going to get the job. They're going to remember the people who took pride and built a quality product and, and stood up for what's right. Well, you hope so. You no, know, I mean, sometimes I think you're giving them too much credit. I'm always giving them too much credit, but look, you, you have to live by a set of codes <laughs> and, and not everybody's going to be the right fit. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Well, you know, customers and, and builders alike. Sure. Absolutely right. hundred percent right. So I want to close this thing out. I know everybody's grinding one more week, one more week, push hard, enjoy your holidays, take some downtime, do some meditation, think about what you're going to accomplish in 2023, personal and professional. Yeah. So let's come back and, uh, in a week, celebrate the new year, talk about your new year's resolutions and, you know, what that means, um, for you. Like you said, Josh said personally, professionally as well. You know, we all have got some you know, room to grow. And hopefully through the holidays, we're not just letting out our pants growing that way. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay if it does. Like, <laughs> because it'll be the New Year's resolution to lose weight. <laughs> look, it's okay to let your pants out. It's the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and let your hair down and your pants out. I love it. So look, Builder Reform, hashtag Builder Reform. I want to see that thing buzzing. Let's really get out there and work hard. If you come up short on your goals to close out this year, don't beat yourself up. There's a new year coming right around the corner. That's right, y'all. Have a very Merry Christmas. And Happy Holidays, (laughs) you filthy animals.